Welcome to Fit Story TV, the only platform that is focused on storytelling for fitness experts. Our mission with this podcast is to empower you to harness your vulnerability and lead with your story. If this is your first time listening, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out when we drop more fire. Yo, Fit Story fam, Matthew Burbridge is back in the motherfucking house. And today I'm joined by a friend of mine, Owen Gale. Uh, a dude that I've known for some time now. Um, and before we kind of get into your story and all the good stuff, uh, I should probably note that we did do this before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <This> yeah. couple, <laughs> couple <laughs> months ago, uh, made all the effort too, right? Came out yeah. to see you in person, uh, came down to your training facility, uh, bought some mics. I got the setup going. We had trouble with the mics at first and spent, yeah. you know, 40 plus minutes trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, couldn't do that. And then by the time we actually did get going uh, and we recorded what was a phenomenal episode, it was a great fucking story. Uh, unfortunately, the sound quality wasn't great. So we're back again to do it. Um, and uh, bro, I'm blessed to have you here, man. Yeah, happy to be here, mate. Happy, happy, mate. Yeah. Well, I guess before we kind of dive in, let's tell the people uh, a little bit about your background. So an elite level athlete, strength coach, uh, gym owner, uh, and professional MMA fighter. Now, when I say that, there's a lot of guys that are professional, but not to the level that you made it. So you was actually ranked, if I'm right in saying, top 10, uh, and you were competing at a European level, right? So when we say professional MMA fighter, this isn't a journeyman, this isn't someone who you know, took a bunch of bums and fought them. This is a guy that was disciplined in his approach to MMA and to to the sport and gave a lot to the game. And because of that, managed to get to a really high level. So if I go back a few years now, quite a few years, I mean, we trained together at Gym 01. Uh, great fucking gym. Yeah, awesome yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Great place to train. Uh, and I was actually lucky enough to, to witness you fight too uh, on a couple of occasions at Shock and Awe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. I miss those days. I miss those days, mate. Oh, well, I've got a question for you about that. Do you think you'll, do you think you'll, ever, do you think you'll ever fight again? Oh, I don't know. Um, probably... Right now, it, how, how I'm thinking, no. But at the same time, I'm, I am very spontaneous. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if, I, if I did. Um, it wouldn't be to pursue it as a career. I know that much. It would be because maybe, you know what, I just want to do something a little bit different again and just want a little tra- challenge, something different. Um, An- another, right another challenge. <laughs> yeah. Right, right now, no, I don't really have any aspirations to, to really fight. Well, you, you've evolved, right? You've gone into other things as well. And uh, I mean, it, we'll jump onto that actually before we dive into your story. So keeping it super brief, I mean, t- tell some of the listeners, because um, there will be some people listening from your end that know a little bit about your story. There'll be some people in my audience that don't know uh, yeah. anything about your story. So before we dive into that, just to give these people kind of an overview of the type of person you are, the kind of discipline that you have uh, and the kind of passion that you have for health, fitness, um, uh, you know, and the whole game really. Tell tell us a little bit about some of the 
um, physical and mental challenges that you've dove into uh, most recently? Because we covered that last time, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, let me see. Okay, so post-MMA, um, uh, I guess the, the next thing I sort of got into really was um, probably, probably ultra running is what I got into, to be fair. Um, which kind of started as just getting into, because I wasn't really much of a runner anyway, just started sort of just little 5Ks and stuff. Um, and then by the end of that little um, sort of period of my life, I think um, I ended up, I think the most I ever did at, in one hit was, I think it was, uh, it was about 102 miles. That's um, crazy. That was like a, that was a cool race actually. It was, the challenge was, it was a, it was run, uh, four miles every hour. Um, that was a challenge. So I did it for 25 hours. Um, and I think I clocked up about 102 miles, 102.8. Um, that, and then, and then after that, I started training for about a year for, um, it was about a 200 mile race, uh, not a race. It was a challenge. Um, and the idea of that was called the, um, the big, the, the UK big three, um, uh, challenge. Um, and it was basically, I would start in Scotland. I would um, run around about 60 miles in the Scottish mountains, summit in 24 mountains, I think. Once I do that, um, I have 24 hours to do that. Then I get driven to Lake District. I smash out about another 60 miles uh, over somewhere around 40 odd mountains. Then I get driven to Snowdonia and do the same again. So it was around about somewhere between 180, 200 miles. It was about 113 mountains you have to summit. And it was within, wow. was to do it within 72 hours. But then the whole COVID thing clashed with that. Um, uh, and it's just some other stuff and life. And it just kind of just never happened. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, and then somewhere in, within there, I did like, um, so I went down the route of like um, veganism and stuff just out of interest. It started as just, an interest is just to see what it was all about before I start, you know, you know, putting it down and stuff. Um, so yeah, went down that road. Um, I mean, that spanned for about eight years in total. Um, and within that time, I did four of those years were fruitarianism. I'm mm. just playing with that, um, which was really, pretty good experience. Um, and then towards the end of that, um, I, I decided to see if, if it was possible to, to see how much muscle mass, if, if any at all, I could put on um, if I was to train more like a bodybuilder um, while eating a strict fruitarian diet. Um, so I spent, um, it was seven months in total, sort of completely 100% strict, um, just through um, training like a bodybuilder and kind of, yeah, it was just a case of just to see what would happen, document it really. Um, it was just we, more we, we did a session. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Spartans yeah, yeah. in Southampton. I remember yeah. I came down to see you and uh, yeah. yeah, but we got, we got busy. I remember yeah. it was yeah, yeah. a great session. Yeah, I mean, th this is the really cool thing about, you know, and one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on because um, it, you, you've got such a, a vast range of experience and this isn't because you've, you know, fallen into these things or been forced into them. It's because you just got a curiosity you yeah. just you're just curious like hmm what if you know yeah. i wonder if and and i think and i think that's just such a beautiful thing you know and i think a lot of people uh, lack that in life they don't have a curiosity or a desire to find something out whereas 
you you do it and and you know you've done it for a long period of time now participating in tons of different events and uh, from different backgrounds and all sorts of stuff so I kind of want to backtrack slightly and kind of it, it does take a certain kind of ninja to do the shit that you do and I think you know people aren't born like that they're not born as high level athletes or performance athletes but the funny thing about your you is that you actually were born into it so and I only learned this from our previous conversation so by the time you were like what five four five years old you were already on your way to, to becoming a national champion so like you had already started taekwondo so you know i want to i want the guests to kind of be introduced to you before that point where were you born what did it look like growing up what challenges did you face if any and then we'll go from there and we'll dive into the rest of it brother okay cool uh it's probably be the hardest question out of everything we, we go through. <laughs> my, my memory, whether it's intentional or what, I don't know, mate. My memory of childhood is is not great. I don't really have much memory of, of a lot of stuff. But um, I was born in um, born in Southampton, um, so nineteen eighty five, um, and then basically lived here most of my life. Um, when I, I mean, when I was real young. Uh, this is before uh, four. I kind of got into tumble tops, which is like sort of gymnastics for like babies. Um, I I do remember specifically that I wanted to go on to gymnastics, um, but then I was kind of pushed into martial arts by my parents. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't actually know why. I'm guessing it's it might have just been because the um, the instructors were family friends, so maybe it was just kind of like oh you know oh we'll bring we'll bring O in there. Mm. Um, so when did I you, saw, did you, yeah, parents, did your parents were they involved in fitness and stuff? Um, yeah, so my my, um, my dad uh, was a bodybuilder, um, yeah. not 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 competing. Um, it was just his personal like thing that he he did. Um, so I guess even from a young age, I was around the gym because it would be a case of like my dad has to go to the gym, so I'd go with him. Um, so he was quite tight with the gym, so they allowed like a little kid to come in so I just kind of sit in there mess around with stuff um, mm. so I was always around the gym and stuff with my dad um my mum she I mean I know when she was younger she was into like um figure skating and stuff but um she was also involved with with taekwondo as well so she also did it um she actually randomly got to a black belt in the end um which quite cool um, yeah so you had influence there that yeah, was the yeah. influence it yeah. was it was almost downloaded into your subconscious from the parents. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, even my auntie did Taekwondo with us, so my mum's sister, so it was, yeah. it was quite good if I did it. Um, so yeah, I got into that when I was eight, uh, four, sorry, uh, four years old. And then by the time I was five, I'd already got into full contact competition, um, which in, so I did, uh, what was it, WTF, World Taekwondo Federation. So you have two different federations. Um, so it's kind of like the, the rules on that is head guard, the sort of chest guard thing, um, shin pads, um, and it's uh, no, no strikes to the face, but you can strike to the body. Kicks can be um, wherever. Um, you can knock out and stuff. Like, it's not like point fighting. You can, you can knock them out. That's, that's fine. Um, so yeah, started that when I was five. Um, <laughs> it paints such a vivid picture of two kids just knuckling <laughs> 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 up. <laughs> Even at that age, I was known for um, so like a spinning back hook. That was my that was my thing, spinning back hooks. 
And mate, even at like that age, I was I was knocking kids out. Like, I've, even, I've, got, <laughs> I've got on even to this day, I've still got videotapes like VHS of just knockout highlight reels, mate. As, uh, as that's five, brilliant. Like, Seven year old. I need to see them soon, man. Yeah, it's crazy, you've yeah. been holding them back. <laughs> yeah, you know what? what? I do. I need to hook them out. They're somewhere because um, I would love to like just put them all together, just montage them all together. Because I know be dope. some like golden golden footage in there somewhere. Um, that would be dope. Yeah, no, it would. It would. But yeah, so that was that. That was kind of my child. My childhood pretty much was taekwondo, like pretty much that's all I did I'm pretty sure it was like daily training pretty obsessive with it um obviously going to school at the same time um yeah I mean is that how far do you want me to yeah yeah I mean well anyway well getting into school because the reason I like to talk about backstories the reason I like to talk about that period of time is like it relates to everyone because everyone that's listening to this assuming that there are no children listening to this because it is Mm. an x-rated podcast we do swear on this podcast so assuming that there are no children uh, listening to it um, everybody that's listening has a backstory everyone has gone through being brought up everyone has had to go to school so I think the reason why I like to focus and zone in on this is because this is where the real relatability comes in so let's uh, kind of unpack school and one other thing that that kind of goes hand in hand with that is social pressures like I know when I was in school before uh before my brother did what he did before he, he took someone's life and everything went to shit and it all fell apart um, and after that, where I had to go and be reintroduced into a new school. And I remember just it being really, really difficult. And at the time, I didn't have any positive role models or influences in my life at all. You know, I wasn't involved in health or fitness. I wasn't lucky enough to be introduced to that type of stuff. So for me, I, I was kind of just like put into a school and, and you know, I was just thrown into this uh, into the system. But for someone like you, who has a sporting background, I know for sure that that can be either a really good thing in school because you can become popular, you can become someone that people maybe respect or, yeah. uh, you know, you get around and you're known, or yeah. it can go the other way where it can okay. be, you know, quite easy for you to fall into the pattern of, uh, you know, overstepping the mark and becoming a bully or, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. so what, what did that kind of look like for you? Talk us through school, man. Uh, school. So, I was, I was real sporty in, in school. I guess I was probably that annoying kid who just like, oh, he's good at all sports. I was kind of that annoying kid, really. <laughs> who, um, like, especially on like sports days, but like, oh yeah, oh, and he'll do that and that and that sport. <laughs> I'm not even good at that sport, but you know, just, they assume that I'm good at everything. So, I mean, that was cool. I mean, I love sport at school. Um, well, it kind of explains why you've got why now you're older and now you do just venture into all this different shit and yeah. why you're pretty fucking good at most of the stuff that you yeah. try, right? <laughs> so yeah, I predominantly hanged around with like sort of I guess the, the the cool kids if you want to call it that in school. But then at the same time, I was always tight with the hard kids in school. I was always tight with them lot, and then you know the 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 unpopular kids in school and stuff. I was also tight with them. I, I kind of always, I just like to sort of be diverse with my friends and stuff and sort of get on with everyone really. So that's kind of how it was. I had a bit of a reputation because of my background in martial arts, yeah. which just followed me, even though 
it, it wasn't something that I talked about. I wasn't, I didn't really like to, I wouldn't be, you know, going around like, yeah, you know, I'm hard as fuck and stuff, but it just followed me around, which is cool. Cause I guess, you know, it makes you sort of popular, but then at the same time, you attract attention from those that are the hard kids. Absolutely. Cool. Become a target, man. It, yeah. And it happened a lot, a lot, if I'm honest. Um, mm. Majority of the time, nothing come of it because if something was said to me, you know, I'll, I'm not just going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, sorry. Like, oh, I'll stand my ground and be like, oh, you know, okay, what would you want to do about it? Mm. And nine times out of 10, you kind of find that they kind of like back down if you kind of stand up to them. And that's yeah. what that happened. But then there were the few times where I was like, oh, shit, something, I'm going to have to do something now. So, yeah, well, I mean. Well, the, the thing about that is if you're introduced to confrontation at a young age, like fighting or, you know, uh, verbal or physical abuse or something like that. Um, yeah. I, I think that that actually is, is a, it's a good thing. It can be seen as a good thing when you get older because the world isn't an easy place to live. Mm. Like yeah. it's, it ain't, it's not what the fucking little fairy movies make it out to be. Is it? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. it's tough. Um, and shit can happen and, and things can go down. Yeah. And when it does, if you, you know, if, if you, if you didn't have those experiences when you were younger, it, you almost enter the world with this false sense of security. Like yeah. everything's going to be okay. And no, no one's going to pick on me and no one's yeah. going to make fun of me, or I'm always going to get the job or I'm always going to, but that's just not how it is. That's it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's two ways, really. You could look at the, those experiences. You know, people could look at those experiences. It could be it's a really it's negative um, because you know you do become a target, or people do talk shit about you, or you know you do get your back put against the wall, which isn't good. But mm -hmm. I actually like to think of it. I like to flip it on its head, and I like to say, well, nah, you know, you 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 need them experiences because that that's what toughens you up. That's what hardens you up for yeah. when you do become an adult because and we'll get into it in a bit but you know you've been in some situations where if you hadn't had that experience yeah no, there's sure. a few ways it could yeah. go yeah I, I, yeah i agree like i mean i i definitely i kind of i'm happy that I, those sort of things happened for the exact sort of reasons that you said really because because otherwise you know one of the biggest things that pisses me off is a victim mentality you know where people where people just play the victim all the time and and you know they get picked on or they get someone says something to them and it's it's always the it's always the world against them it's always a victim mentality that comes out and yeah. you know if i look back at my life I am super grateful for the experiences i've had every single one of them that's put my yeah. back against the wall every single time that I've been in a position where I felt threatened or yeah. I felt uh, vulnerable or yeah. weak. Like at the time I didn't see it that way, but you know, now I'm fucking grateful. I had those experiences. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. No, I, I think you. that's, I think that's like, there's, there's, there's just two ways to view it, you know? Mm. So like gr growing up, Yes. Look, I, I wouldn't have fucked with you in school, to be honest. I'd be like, nah, I ain't. <laughs> I'll tell you what, right? The, the other thing as well, actually, going back to that. So could, could have that reputation of like, oh, he, he does martial arts and all this stuff. He's got a black belt and da-da-da. 
it's the fact that I was really small as well is also, I think, another thing that some people were like, didn't like, because, you know, mm. he's really small. Oh, he, well, he can't be hard. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'll smash yeah. him. He's, he's yeah. Hard. So, like, that didn't help the situation either. Do you know what I mean, as well? Don't underestimate. <laughs> I mean, that. What, what do they used to call you at Jim 01? Five Foot Ninja, was it? Oh, uh, Five Foot Hero. Well, You're Five Foot Hero, yes. <laughs> that's from me. That's that's from other stuff. To be fair, it's kind of just. Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the origin of that? Tell, tell me. I want to know. I'm intrigued um, now. So that is so from. So basically, I had a career with with within music and within the music industry which was actually, it was my main career. And to be fair, it was at one period, literally my long-term career. Um, mm. uh, and it was me um, and another friend um, from years ago. Uh, we basically had, we come up with like, a, I guess a brand, um, which involved us being DJs, um, before that, MCs, um, and then eventually uh, producers, music producers. Um, and the brand was Five Foot Heroes. So we were kind of both um, around the five foot mark. Um, we were, bo were both massively into things like, you know, Marvel, DC. So that's where that influence came from. Um, mm. And yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's where the name come from. And it just sort of caught on, really. Um, yeah. And I guess well, the other thing is, it's kind of like, because we're both short, it's kind of like using that and rather than like people like, oh, look at those little short little DJ guys. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of using it and been like, it, it yeah, become a superpower, literally become a superpower, became exactly. part of your identity instead yeah. of, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that takes us back to that whole, you know, victim thing versus being the hero, you know, mm. Mm. you could have, you could have allowed it, it to go the, the victim way. You know, people are, oh, you're short, you're, you know, you can't exactly. be this. Well, nah. I'm a fucking five foot hero, bro. <laughs> like that's it. So uh, this, I remember this now. I remember you talking about music and it being the number one passion. I remember this conversation, yeah, yeah. and I think this is a really cool. I didn't ask you this last time, but obviously being introduced and indoctrinated into the world of fighting, competitive sports, etc. Yeah. Um, but then also having a, a passion for the music. Where did the passion for music come, and what age was that? And the okay. second thing I want to ask is making a decision to, to, to do one of them. Was that ever a thing for you? Yeah. In, in terms of when that passion started, my guess with it's early on, mate, it's probably not far off around the, the same age as Taekwondo. So pretty early on, I, I picked up um, playing um, keyboard um, and stuff. When I, well, I started off with piano from um, my, what would it be? My granddad's sister's husband, whatever that is. I stop at brother, sister, uncle, yeah. and then granddad. I'm like, yeah, I don't know any of those other ones. But um, I just called him Uncle Roy. Um, so I used to go around there as a kid. He taught me how to play piano. Um, and then Obviously, then I'm like, I want my own keyboard. So I got the old electronic keyboard and then um, could never read music. Um, but I, for some reason, I was just able to, if I hear something, I'm like, okay, I can play that. And then just like within a few minutes, work out how to play something. Um, that's kind of how I picked up music. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of just like 
snowballed from that age, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, really, because martial arts uh, and, and, well, sport in general and music, probably yeah. two of the most hardest things to break <laughs> into, but also probably two of the most lucrative when you get to a super high level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, could have picked, cool. just be a fucking van driver or something. Go get, <laughs> get a job. Go do something. And that that's another thing. I mean, the entrepreneurial kind of uh, thing within you. Yep. Where, where does where does that originate from? Oh God, I don't know. You know, it's it's just the thing is like I've just all I, I don't I've I've never really liked to to depend on people for stuff and like I just always want to just get things done so like it's always just been like oh I need this done all right well I'll just Mm. learn how to do it It can't be that hard so Mm. that's kind of how it really happened really um where do you think that come from the 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 depend the dependency thing (laughs) wanting to Cause I feel the same way. I, I've kind of, I've traced it back over the years to where that came from for me. Like why I'm so like me, you know, yeah, me yeah, first, yeah. I do this, I'm going to pursue this path and I've yeah. traced it back. And it's because when I was growing up, I found yeah. it, you know, my upbringing was pretty tough. Uh, mm. It was pretty hard. Um, and I couldn't really rely on my, my mother. Like I love my mum to bits. but she experienced some serious childhood trauma in her life and because of that it she she did her best trust me she did her best to raise us and and she had like five kids one taken away when she was 16 so four children and then you know an abusive husband at certain point and you know just uh, extremely tough time for her growing up so I couldn't really rely on my mum Right. to bring me up so when i and, and obviously that, that happens over a period of time and you know one thing after the next after the next you, you begin to realize like oh shit i can't really rely on my parents here okay. well my parent because i didn't have a dad right yeah. so for me that's where i traced it back to this 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 fucking like i am gonna fuck i am gonna do it and this is still existing in my life today like uh, it's less subconscious now and more at the forefront of my mind, yeah. like, cause I'm yeah. aware of these experiences, yeah. but like now, you know, I will start, I'll start with entrepreneurship. I, I would have rather have done that by myself with zero handouts and yeah. zero people backing me because then I know that it's going to get done. I know that, I, that no one else is going to help me. Like yeah. no one was ever there really to save me. No one put their hand out at any point during my childhood or upbringing. And we're like, oh, come on, come this way. That only happened once I reached, what, 24, 25 years old after being a drug addict for four fucking years. So once I'd realized my life was completely fucked and it was headed to prison or death, and that was it. I had those two options. There wasn't a third one. It was around then that I realized that, you know, ultimately I have to to rely on myself because there's no one coming to save me. No one. Yeah. So that's kind of where it originated for me. I kind of had traced this back and this took me a long time, you know, because mm-hmm. going into my story was probably the hardest thing for me to do. Uh, one of the hardest things for me to do in my entire life yeah. was to go back into my story and look at all of the parts where there was, where I tried to block them. I tried to put yeah. something in front of it because it was hard for me to, to go back to. 
but it's also been one of the best things I've ever done because it enables me now to be more clear in my intentions around my values and my life and my future experiences that I want. So all of this stuff has come as a byproduct of me going through the digging process. I had to dig through the story and find out where these things come from. So appreciate their hard questions sometimes, you know, and, and <laughs> when I'm talking to guests, yeah. I'm like, bam, I put them on the spot with a question. Um, and it's completely natural. I wouldn't, yeah. have, I, I wouldn't have a clue, if I'm honest. Like, yeah, I really Well, don't. what a great thing, because it, it, you know, I've had this uh, multiple times off the back end of these podcasts where, pe- where guests have reached out to me and they've been like, dude, you've opened up a can of worms. Like, yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love you, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I couldn't, you know, and it's, it has been tough for some guests to answer with authentic answers. And that's something that I think is super important is that, you know, if there's no answer there, then there's no answer there because you still need to do the digging. Um, yeah. But I guarantee that if you did, if you look back, you'd find out exactly where that innate desire to depend on yourself come it from. It would be interesting to know. It would be, mm. yeah, it would be. 100% man. You have a question. Um, you said about choosing. choosing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's a tough decision yeah. to make. Um, so, so there was, there was, because um, there was a point where music um, and MMA clashed at one point and they were both at that point where it's like, I literally had to make a decision on which way to go. Because um, the way I was looking at it was, at the moment, I'm giving 50-50 to both. So mm. I can't go any further unless I choose which path to put 100% into it. There was a point when I said um, to Brian Adams, mm-hmm. yeah, so mm-hmm. where I trained MMA, I basically I made the decision that I was, I was basically pursuing MMA, like going full-time, and that was it. Um, mm. Obviously, the guy that I was working with music, you know, he, he was cool um, with it and stuff. Um, so did that. And then I think it was literally a month after that decision, for whatever reason, not sure off the top of my head now, but I basically changed that and um, went the other way. And uh, I'm guessing off the top of my head, this must have been cl- around t- 2012, because um, 2012 was when I first originally um, retired from MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went music full time from then. So yeah, you, there was that point, and it was it was a hard fucking decision, mate. To be fair, yeah, I can imagine. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see yourself? Um, like obviously, you saw yourself being successful in in one of those fields yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes the decision so hard to make, right? Because yeah. Yeah. Did, did did you think? that there would be a third thing for you to be pursuing or was it kind of like nice nah, musical MMA? Oh, I'm yeah, going to make it, it in was, one. Yeah. It was music. Like 100, like a hundred percent, mate. I'd visualized the future. Everything like think was music. Like that was, uh, I mean, to a point where we, we even in 2000 and uh, maybe around 2013, something around then um, mm. we, we both moved to London. Um, to pursue it to the next level because we found ourselves traveling up and de- most of our links were in London that we were dealing with. Um, and it was just like, why don't we just move to London instead of traveling up like constantly mm. all week? Um, so we even made the jump to move to London for a few years um, 
just to pursue it and take it to that next level. So like, yeah, it was all, it was all about that. It's yeah. an all in moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an all in yeah. moment. Yeah. Like literally, we're just invested in that. My time, money, everything. Like a lot. Which begs the question, man. Hmm. I can see there's a little, you're waiting for this one. <laughs> Begs the question, you know, I mean, you're now uh, co-owner of Move UK. So training facility in Southampton, specializing in calisthenics and, and just human performance really is how I would probably summarize it. You dive into psychology and sports psychology and stuff. So uh, how, why? How? Um, yeah, so there, there was a point where um the the music came to an end um so that came to an end um and then when that did um i found i basically ended up coming back to southampton eventually um and it was kind of like need you know i've got to do something now so the first thing that i did was get back into um uh coaching again um, and that was with um, my friend, uh, Tom Hibbert, who runs a gym here in Southampton. So I, I went back there uh, teaching, um, which was cool. And, um, and I ha always had, in the back of my head, there always was a C plan, which was like, if shit hits a fan, what is it I want to do? And it mm. was kind of like, it was around fitness. And I was like, you know, I would like to do, have my own facility. Um, and eventually that evolved to something specialised in calisthenics. So I was just like, you know what, this is probably the right time to do it, really. It just felt like, yeah, I might as well just get the ball rolling with that. Um, mm. And it made sense to do it in Southampton because for me to stay in London, I was just like, at the end of the day, I don't have a reputation in London um, and like loads of, you know, a good little client base. Whereas in Southampton, it's easy for me to pick up clients. Like people yeah. in Southampton, it's just going to be a lot easier, especially yeah. if I want to start up an actual facility. Like to do that in London, I'm like, it just makes sense for me to do it in Southampton. So, so yeah, yeah, you made you made the right decision there. Yeah. And it, it's good to see what you've created, man. And, and also what you've done throughout COVID, because for a lot of gyms, they're just, they ain't there anymore you know? Yeah, know they've had the shot so um but you, you can't and i remember we spoke about it before but you grazed over why the music came to an end and i think a yeah. reason why i want to kind of get into it yeah again we spoke about you know initial details and whatever else so yeah feel free to not venture into certain information um yeah. but tell tell people why because for people listening you know they may have a passion they may have a, a, a like a desire to want to achieve something in life so bad so deep that you had around yeah. music so you know you really wanted to you, you saw the vision you said yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. i saw yeah. the vision I, I, and i know exactly how that feels because when i had b supreme the clothing and yeah, 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 nutrition yeah. brand bro yeah. it's all like i couldn't switch off yeah it's every day yeah like i, I, I fucking could not switch off yeah. every single day bam at the forefront of my mind i was like this yeah. is where i'm going and i'm yeah, gonna fucking get there mm -hmm. so and then when that was dashed away from me i remember how that felt right. when that dream came down and i you know i could no longer pursue it it just it it was it was fucking horrible to experience it was like everything was was gone now that was yeah. it and, and yeah i had like a, a plan b yeah I, I could go and do that but to me it was one of the biggest defeats I'd faced in, in, in my yeah. life because 
I had invested so much into that. So I know how it feels. Um, but people listening will know how that feels too, because I guarantee that there's someone listening now that has a dream or that has a vision for where they want to go. And they may be needing to face that decision too. Like, do I pursue this or do I go this way? They may need to, uh, they may have just faced the defeat themselves and wondering what they're doing next. So for you to have been able to go through it, I think sharing that experience with people. And again, I understand there's reasons why you may need to be vague about certain details, but talk to people about how it felt to go through that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the thing is, right? It's like, I probably didn't actually give myself much time to dwell on it, on how it felt. And I kind of just literally picked up and just got on mm. um, with life straight after. Whereas some of the other people around me maybe didn't so much. Um, but I think that's it's just kind of just how my, my head works. Like in shit situations like that, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I don't know if it's a, I'm, well, I don't know. It can be a good thing, I guess, sometimes, but then sometimes in certain situations, maybe not. But like, I, I just, I'm, I'm very good at like, in a shit situation like that, just being like, oh man, fuck. Oh, well, okay, let's get on. And yeah. Just block, gone. It's a cope, coping mechanism. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, yeah. So for me, I just literally just blanked out and had to just got on with stuff um which is a good thing no i yeah. i feel i feel that because if you don't it takes us all the way back to what we were talking about at the beginning which is where you can fall into victim mode yeah. where you can just spend a whole lot of time just dwelling on that and like oh why didn't this work out so yeah. you know it's, I mean, I mean, when when it's when it all started like that it's like obviously because i was in london at the time and then um obviously the music started to get to a halt and it was kind of like, okay, right, I'm not earning money now. Um, what am I going to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to have to get a job. So I ended up actually uh, getting a job in London. Um, the, the first, it was like, I got two jobs in the end. One, I did one for six months and, went, and then left that and took another for six months. Um, so the first one was like a gym manager. Really random job, mate. It was like a gym manager of like Royal Mail headquarters. It was just for all <laughs> their... Um, so basically the Royal Mail headquarters offices, they have a gym downstairs. So yeah. I was a gym manager in there, which is cool. And just teach and, and whatever. So I was just doing that. Which is cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then after that, I went on <laughs> the craziest job ever. <laughs> it was a gym manager and I was teaching MMA at um, the MI MI6 headquarters in London. What? Yeah, really random, right? So I did that for six months. But, and it was cool. But then, and it kind of kept me not thinking about music and stuff. But then after a while, I'm just like, every time I used to get home, I used to get back home, just sat there and like, what, what, I'm in London on my own in a way, kind of like with my mate, but and I'm like, just working really to me, what was a dead end job. Well, I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I've always wanted to go into that in my sixth building because I've always seen it. And I'm like, yeah, on the like, James cool. Bond movies. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> but I was just like, like, what am I doing? And like, you know, the pay wasn't great. Like, there's no, there is no progression here. Literally, there is no progression. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? And that's when I, I guess I started to get really down to a point mm. where I'm just like, I'm nothing, like my, nothing's going on with life now. It's literally just yeah. hit, hit a dead end. Um, mm. 
that's when I got up and left um, and came back. So that was probably the only time where I really, it really like hit me because I guess it was just because I ended up just doing stuff that I was just like, wasn't really interested in that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I, on. I just got on, I got on with it. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a good, it's a good, it's a good way to get around that sort of stuff though, is um, you just get busy with something, you know? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you stop and think now, even though you've, you've kind of, created other successes for yourself do you ever sit back and and just reflect on where you think you'd be now if if you'd have pursued it or if there was a way you could have pursued the music yeah I do I do um and I mate, I still miss it to this day do you know what I mean but um I just kind of leave it at that I don't want to sit and sort of uh what if like I do think about sometimes like oh, I wonder what I would be doing right now um, but then at the same time, like I've evolved and changed so much now. In other ways, yeah. Lifestyle doesn't. I'm not really interested in it anymore. Yeah. Like I'm like for oh, a lot of late nights because it is like you end up yeah. spending most of your time in a studio, <laughs> listening to things over and over, which is great. I love it, but I'm like it's like it's just not it's not what I'm really on anymore. Um, yeah. It's not, no, it's not really a healthy you, lifestyle, really. You, you've evolved. You, yeah. you And this is the yeah. thing, like your story's evolved. I mean, I, I'm a great believer in the fact that things happen because they're meant to happen. Like whatever yeah. happened yeah. was supposed to happen because that's yeah. how it was meant to happen. 100%. And if we, and, and again, like I've looked back and, I, you know, I look at Be Supreme and I'm like, I invested four and a half years uh, and it didn't really break through for four, nearly four of them. And then just on that fourth year, things started to pick up and I was making yeah. a, a decent bit of money. I was finally starting to get orders over in Australia and yeah, India yeah, yeah, and yeah. fucking America and things were starting to pick up. You know, I had the website yeah. built out. I was like a good social media following for it. But then it happened, you know, it got taken, it got taken from me. Yeah. And when I look back at it, uh, you know, I don't dwell on that. I'm, I'm yeah. actually in a place where I'm like, well, if that hadn't happened, there's probably a very low chance I would be doing Fit Story TV now. Yeah, and it. this is something yeah. that I'm passionate about today. Like I'm, I'm full of joy and 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 I, I fucking love what I do. You yeah. know, so there's always that you know way to look at it. And I guess as a lesson for the listeners, if they're going through something or they've gone through something that they feel their their dreams have been dashed, hey, it's all good. You can create another dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, that's it. That's you can it. make a new one if the vision's gone you just write another one right yeah. so uh, what one thing that i want to kind of dive into is um the adventurous side of of you of your past few years like from mma obviously after the music went back into mma for a bit and, and done that pretty high level again european level um but then where did this where did this urge to become super adventurous and test yourself come from where, where did that kind of start to to come from um it probably I think I think my partner Shakiba mate she, I think she planted the seeds without knowing um so like up until up until that point um uh running was like non-existent in my life sprinting love it cool yeah um but in terms of anything over like 10 second running I'm like no 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 not on that so she so when I met her um when not when I met when we when we yeah when I guess when we we start, we start uh, first got together and stuff um, 
as a couple, we, she was like, look, do you want to go out for a, for a run? And um, cause she was already into her running and stuff. Um, she was probably nothing crazy, sort of five, 5k, 10k half marathon. Um, and I was like, yeah, 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 hundred percent. I'm up for that. Cool. Really. I was thinking like, nah, not on this, but it was early days of our relationship. So I was like, you know, cool. Yeah. That, and that honeymoon period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we've gone, we're in, we're in South Sea. We've gone to um, the South Sea uh, Pier, sort of waterfront along there. So she's taken me for, for a run. So I'm there running beside him, you know, get to the end of the pier. And I'm, by this time, mate, I'm, I'm hanging up my ass. Yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, we're cool. We've got to the end now, done. And then she's like, yeah, turn around, go back. I'm like, fuck's sake. So we're going back, absolutely hanging up my ass, get to the end. And then she's like, yeah, now we're going to do some hill sprints. I was like, for fuck's sake, up these stairs. Anyway, we've done that. I was absolutely fucking destroyed. And basically, I was kind of like, you know what? I've not felt that tested for a long while. Yeah. Because it was just something completely different. Yeah. It just happened to be running though. And I was just, and I, and I just like, and I like that. And like, mm. I, I, I love anything. If I get the fit, like what I've always found with sport is if I get that kind of feeling from it, like where I'm like, like could die. I'm like, yeah, I like this. Like, mm. like that really motivates me and pushes me. I'm like, yeah, this is good. But if I don't feel tested, like I'll perform shit. I'm just like, man. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that kind of, I guess, set the seed. And then next thing I know, you know, it's, I start just getting into running. And before that, it's like, oh, I wonder how far I can run. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think and that's where the curiosity comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And it, and mate, it just it just spiraled out of control, right? In such a short space of time. Like if you were to look at what I did in such a short space of time, like even me, I'm not a running coach, but like I'm a good enough coach to understand that looking at what I did is like stupid like especially with running it should be one of those <laughs> things that you build up slowly over time gradually do you know what I mean um but for me I was kind of like like this extreme extreme distance running let's be honest it's not great on the body do you know what I mean like anything mm. in extreme is not great so I'm thinking well if if I want to do this I, I need to basically try and smash out what I can in a short space of time and be done with it. So that's kind of the approach I took. And I just basically just, yeah, it just escalated me. Like, well, you, you went hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was no going home. <laughs> so talking of uh, your partner, right. Mm. I want to ask about some inspirations because yeah. um, it, there's people around us that we have in our life that changed the trajectory of our story. And I've spoken about this in some detail over the past, um, the past few episodes. Yeah. So I want to touch on that. Like now, um, who, who are some of the, the, the main inspirations in your life that keep you focused, that keep you on point, that keep you showing up every day? Um, who are they? Obviously your partner. Yeah. Sounds like um, she, she truly is someone that you would want to have around. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, definitely her. I mean, like, she, mate, she grinds, like, hard. Like, I don't think, like, a lot of people, I don't, I just don't even realise. Um, just, just, just her uni, her studying, just that alone, 
not not including all the other million things um she does as well so like well, she co-owns the gym with you right yeah co-owns the gym yeah then she's mm. got like you know a job here a job there works at uni studying a phd like all these things going on and um, trains yeah trains so like i'm you know i'm always like shit man she like so she does definitely like motivates me 100 percent. but i mean other than that i mean if i'm totally honest, i don't know if this sounds a bit like oh god yeah here we go but like i i I don't really have that that kind of like I don't really look to anything for motivation. I genuinely don't. Um, like even when it comes to things like, even when I was like fighting, like I didn't even watch the sport. Like I didn't really mm. know too much about what was going on with mm. fighters and stuff. Like I, I didn't get motivated of from other fighters and stuff. Um, and I don't really have that with anything. Like anything I sort of get into. I don't really watch too much on what's going on. I just, I, just, I kind of like, I just find it easy just to be motivated, to be honest. Well, like, basically, as long as I have a goal set in place, if I'm like, right, look, this is what I need to be, do I want to do, you know, I don't know, six months down the line, that's literally all I really need. If I've got that, if I've got that target, I'm cool. Like, I'll get on and, and do what needs to be done and more. Like, it's just... It's, it's a good way to be because this is intrinsic, man. I mean, a lot of people look for extrinsic motivation or in, extrinsic inspiration and they go around and they consume and they look into it, all these other things and try and, you know, get that from somewhere outside of themselves. Yeah. But it yeah. sounds to me like that's very much something innate. It's inside. You get it yeah. from yourself and ultimately you are the best form of competition for yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it's like and everything I do get into... Like, I love it so much that it is all I want to do. And I'll get, I'll get so obsessive with it. So it's like, yeah, that, that is literally all I really, all I really need. And, and as soon as I get to that point where I know that the, the love is starting to go and the passion, that's, I now know it's like, okay, it's time to either maybe change something to the approach or it's, it's time to move on from that, which is what yeah. happened with MMA. Like that's like towards the end of my career, um, the passion just went. Like as soon as you know, you can't be bothered to actually train anymore. You know, it wasn't yeah. me being lazy and stuff. It's just that I just didn't want it. I, it's, Look, I, yeah. I don't want to be a professional. I don't want this to be my career. It's just not what I wanted. The light goes out. Mate, I, I, I had the same thing with bodybuilding, right? People have asked me, like, why didn't you continue to compete? And the, the truth is, is, is I just did, wasn't passionate about it after that. Yeah. Like, I, got, I, I was passionate about doing it at the start, and that's why I, I got into the shape I did in seven weeks. I went through this incredible transformation. Fucking, I mean, I think, have you seen the photos of the, the seven-week? Yeah. Um, yeah. which is crazy. And, and, you know, probably the hardest seven weeks of my life in terms of the physio, the physio, the physical aspects of what yeah. I had to do and the mental aspects of what I had to endure. But after the, after I'd done it, after I was on stage and I did the thing, mm. I don't know, it's a few weeks after that. I just, I just didn't have the passion anymore. And, yeah. and people are like, yeah, but you know, you, you could have really entered a, a few more classic competitions. You could have done really well, probably could have. Yeah. You know, probably could have, but if you're not passionate about something, then why do it? And being good at something isn't a good enough reason to continue to do it. No, mate, exactly. Because it, it's something I used to hear a lot. And it's like, oh man, you know, you could get to the UFC 
and stuff like this. You know, you're good enough. But it's like, like I know firsthand, I could be better. I could, I could be so much better than my opponent as a fighter. Yet, if they want it more than I do, it, it doesn't help. That skill will not help. And and mm. it's happened to me firsthand. You know what I mean, I've fought some people in the later stages of my career where I know I'm, I could smash them if, if I could smash them, like without a shadow of a doubt, easily. I lost just simply because I didn't want to be didn't there. Want it. Yeah. They wanted it way more than me. And do you know what I mean? It's like you can be as great as you want as, say, an athlete, but you, you do you have to have that passion. Like it, it just plays such a big role, such a big role. And then if you've got both of those together, like, un- unstoppable. Do you know what I mean? If you've caught the passion and and the actual ability. Um, 100%. That's fire right there. Yeah, and, but, and then just accepting it, do you know what I mean? Because it was hard for me to accept that. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? But is what it is, really. I guess. Do you know what I mean? It is, man. And and like, where you've gone now? So, what does the passion look like for you at the moment? Where where is it, where is it taking you? Where is the uh, road that you're going yeah, down? At the moment, we are. It, it, oh, mate, it's deadlifting, mate. That is my thing right now, mate. I'm deadlifting like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, dead deadlifting. Do you think, is all- do you, do you think you'll compete? Do you think you'll compete yeah, in deadlifting? Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. So, um, that it's it's. It, I've always loved out of all the sort of traditional lifts, deadlifts always been my thing that I just end up just going back to. Him, like, oh, I'm gonna have a little deadlift session today. I've always just loved it anyway. Um, uh, my uh, like structurally, I am fucking built to deadlift. I'm short, five foot one. Mm. Arm span, five foot seven. So like. I, do you know what I mean, as soon as I bend down, mate, I'm, I, I only have to bend like four the way down. I've already got the bar. So, like, I got that. I'm like super fast twitch. So, like, an event like that is like perfect um, for me. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm training that at the moment. My my goal is um, is basically at the moment, I'm, I'm looking to tick off the British record for obviously for my weight class. So, I've basically. I had to, I've put on, I've had to put on weight because um, I wanted to go up a weight class. So I've put on about 10 kilos uh, in the last, since, I don't know, whatever, six months or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting at about 70 kilos right now. Um, mm. Although I, I will compete at the 66, 67 category. Yeah. Um, so I want the, I'm looking for the British record for that. That's what I'm looking to knock off. Um, and then, I mean, I always like to set the bar high. So I'm also looking at the world record, the, the it, world record. Um, that one, the British one, I know that's, that's, I know that's getting ticked off. Like I'm not far from that anyway now, but the, the world one is kind of like one, it, it, I like to set a nice high bar to aim for. It gives me something to work towards. Um, in terms of actually doing it, it's going to come down to uh, time, um, and stuff and, and whatever else going on in my life, just because I know that kind of record is not something that I can, you know, knock out in the next six months. Like that's going to take a nice grind. Cause at the end of the day, even though I've been deadlifting for years in terms of actually specializing in it, I am still a novice really. Yeah. Um, so, so it's going to, it's going to take a while to build t- towards that. So 
I don't know what's going to happen between now and the next, I don't know, three years of whatever else has gone on in my life. Um, but right now, it's it's the British record is what I'm gunning for. Um, Fucking love so that, man. Just, I'm just building up for it. Um, probably what will end up happening is I'll probably pull it unofficially because of COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe no comps going on. I'm not too sure at the moment. Um, but if there is a comp that comes up, a powerlifting comp, um, then, yeah, I'll, I'll enter um, bench 20 kilos, squat 20 kilos, and then go smash a deadlift. Just to Easy, man. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, I, like, there's no question that you'll achieve it if you set yourself out to do it. Because yeah, if yeah. you look back at your story, that's what you've done, you know. So, uh, and again, everything that you've done has been a high level. Um, and, and I don't question it, man. I think yeah. that you're going to take it. And regardless of what the fuck's going on at the moment, I mean, it is crazy out there. There is, oh, there is a lot of external pressure and a lot of stuff happening. But just show up. You show up every day and you, you do That's your it. thing. Yeah, like I mean, I'm, I'm really confident. It's, it's one of those things. It's like I, I, I just I, I know that, and 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 a, a track record of it. If I if I genuinely want something, like I always end up getting it or achieving it. Um, in terms of work working for it, if, if you know what I mean. Like if if I if I know that I genuinely want to achieve that, I know that. I'll put the work in and I will get it. So like, it's, it's just, I guess it's just one of those, it's a matter of time really, which I mean, only building up, not rushing it. Um, so yeah, mate, that's, that's for me, that's really exciting at the moment. Um, it's just something, you know, something real different to like anything I've done for a while. That um, sounds like Owen Gale to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's good, mate. And it's like it's 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 written for me, mate. I know it is. It's like I've got the I've got the the genetics for it, mate. I've got the genetics for it. So yeah, it'd be, it's, it's fun. It's good. It's good. And I, and I'm learning a lot as well, which is good. Um, so because I'm working, I'm working with. I don't. Do you know Tom Hibbert from Winning? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's coaching me. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, you'd be a mentor, yeah, right? So like, I mean, he's mentored me from the day I got I I decided to actually become like a coach um so obviously i've always been learning from him but it's like now i'm just specializing in in a specific lift it's like you end up learning even you know on a deeper level um mm. and it's just really in- i just find it interesting do you know what I mean just constantly learning new stuff and that and it's yeah it's wicked i love it how, how before we wrap this up how important do you think mentorship is for people coaching yeah very very important i, I reckon yeah 100 percent. like I mean, if, if it wasn't for Tom, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I'm at as a coach. Not, not even close, mate. Like not even close. Um, I'd probably, I'd just end up probably just being another bod PT. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more. Cause I, I, I like to think I have good um, common sense and able to research well and stuff and judge of what's right, what's wrong, and, and what's beneficial, what's not. But it's just the fact that, you know, where he's at that level already and learnt from people that are also from that next level, it's, it just makes what I am learning a lot quicker and mm. easier. Um, and, yeah, mate, massively important. Um, so, and then the annoying thing is what you find a lot in, in, well, in this industry anyway, like, a lot of 
people getting into it is that they get a bit egotistic about it all and don't like either to let to, to be public about the fact that they've learned this from someone else and like to yeah. make that, like oh no no this is all me do you know what I mean mm. I, I don't I don't really get that like hey I will I will mention Tom you know to the day I die and 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 will be completely transparent with the fact that no I learned this from him it's not like oh no this is all me you know um like what does it matter do you know what I mean it's um, ego again yeah it's yeah. ego again people yeah. love to try and take credit for the for, for what they do um it's a shame that the same people don't take credit for their mistakes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. love taking credit for the things they achieve that might not be down to them but they just don't like uh taking credit for what for the mistakes they make um bro i've really enjoyed this time with you man i'm gonna wrap this up uh but before we do go um tell yeah, the yeah. people where they can come and find a little bit more out about yourself um, website link, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, sure. If you send it to me, I'll link it in the show notes anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, I'd say the, the most active um, place is probably Instagram. Um, so that's just, it's basically my name. So Owen OG Gale. Um, that's original gangster, by the way, if no one knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's the main place. Um, I, I do have a YouTube which is the same, just YouTube forward slash ONOG Gale. Um, Talking of which, uh, the information that you shared is docu like most of what you said today about the, the experiences that you've had, veganism, the ultra marathons, all those sorts of things, you've documented them on YouTube. Yeah. So if people are interested in going to check that out, then definitely 100% link, uh, I'll link it all in the show notes so people can go see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the, the two sort of main places and like i said instagram being the one that i actually am active on a lot yeah awesome dude well look man uh until we meet again which shouldn't be too long because uh as soon as i'm allowed to venture down to move i want to come and uh train with you man um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. got a gym actually myself now by the way did i really? tell you last time yeah yeah we moved into a new unit um about two months ago now but it's, and essentially what we've done is we've split it into, because it's big enough, it's got mezzanine floor and upstairs and whatever. Nice. So what we've got is we've got the kitchen, uh, obviously alchemy, which is doing all the, 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 the food, meal prep, uh, and everything is a hundred percent plant-based. Uh, everything's homemade. Like we don't fuck with no processing chemicals or any nasty shit in any of the dishes that we do. Um, yeah. And it's all made for human performance, the mind, body, that kind of thing. But yeah. then, upstairs we've turned that into a gym so we've got a, a full matted area up there we've yeah. got boxing bags we've got a speed ball we've got battle ropes we've got kettlebells we've got a squat rack so either way we will be linking it sometime soon man yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. whether i come down to move or whether you come up and see us uh, i'm looking forward to it brother yeah 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 all right man Wicked. well fit story fam like he said, go check him out on Instagram. Go check out his YouTube channel. I'm going to link everything in the show notes anyway. Oh, and before you go, remember the Fit Story community, we have just launched a three-day story selling challenge. I didn't want to plug this earlier on, but definitely doing it now. Three-day story selling challenge is for fitness coaches, fitness influencers, online trainers, personal trainers. If you're in the fitness industry and you want to know how to leverage your, your story to get more clients in your fitness business, then you need to go check that out. Um, 
All you need to do is click on the show notes, go to the Fit Story community, head to the unit section, and the full three day challenge is in there. There's thousands of pounds worth of information there, thousands, and it's all free. It will not cost you a dime. So head over there, click that, go get involved in the three day challenge, and uh, we'll catch up with you later. Peace. <laughs>